Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tonelli, and I'm joined this week by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen Carbonite. Take a look back at our favorite stuff from 2021. But first, let's go for a limousine ride. Born from the ashes of 917, Limousine launched properly this week with a new video featuring your favorite ex-917ers and a few fresh faces. Mike, are we to make anything of the video title, Paymaster? You know, I'm not sure. I'm not even like clued in on um, anything about that, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, are they throwing shade? Is that what, what the idea I, is? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's like we had to make a brand so that we could get money. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, um, it's a good video. I, it, yeah, that, that's, that's really faint praise right there as I immediately pause. But um, no, I think it's like, it's, it's kind of what you expected out of these dudes. Like Cyrus and Max Palmer are super good. There's some new faces. Um, there's the heel flip guy, big heel flipper. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it feels definitely like it's connected to 917 for better or worse. I feel like a little bit more separation would have done them good. But like, I don't know if I'm the, the target audience for this. I like the skating. The video is fun. You know, they look like a tight crew. So all's good. What do yeah, you they, think, they definitely got the, the crew dynamic, which was, was good. And I think that that's kind of like what the brand is based on. But it, it kind of had me wondering, and this is a question for you, Jason, like what's the brand narrative here? Yeah. Well, you know, my favorite thing is to, you know, formulate brand narratives. And to me, it's kind of like the second generation of small brands because pretty much in skating in generation 10 years, you know, so now seven, Bianca Shandong, whatever came out like about 10 years ago. So now something's offshooting of that. There's also, um, hard body, I think out of New York. So we're seeing some new small brands kind of percolate carpet is blowing up, you know, so it's kind of like the second wave of that. You know, when Ozzy left Black Sabbath and Dio joined, they, the vibe totally changed. It was still heavy, still fucking awesome, but totally different vibe. This is pretty much the same vibe as 917, like kind of hardcore adjacent music-wise. Like you guys said, homie vibe, you know, not too serious. I think Logan Lara filmed. If I'm, mm-hmm. I might be wrong, but I'm going to assume that Logan Lara, um, maybe a little bit of Josh Wilson. Yeah, I think that's right. And it, it kind of seems like Logan Lara might be the creative force behind both 917 and Limousine. So, you know, that kind of makes sense why it feels just like an extension of 917 instead of its own unique thing, which I wish that it was. Yeah, because, I mean, for me, if I was, you know, brand manager, I was starting a brand called Limousine. I would give it, I thought I would, I'll give it like a full like 80s Sheila E. Vanity <laughs> Prince vibe because they have all those songs about limousines doing this and that in a limousine, you know. So I would go for that kind of vibe with the art direction and whatnot. But like we said, it's pretty much an extension of 917, like the uh, pretty much homemade graphics. I think I saw somewhere that either, maybe probably on Slap, that either Cyrus's or Max's graphic is something they drew in high school, something along those lines. Yeah, I think I saw that. Cyrus made Max's graphic. I don't know yeah, yeah. When, it, when it was made, but that's the story I heard. Yeah, also, I dig that they're silk screening a lot of their boards. Like, for old nerds like me, like, that's worth something, probably worth an extra few dollars, you know, because silk screen boards feel different, slide different, all that kind of shit. So that's pretty tight. I think they're 
getting wood from a bareback generator or BBS as they're called now. So that's pretty solid. That's pretty decent wood. That's real TGK and all that shit. So as far as the product goes, seems pretty tight so far. Yeah, I mean, obviously the product is going to be fine. It's pretty easy to slap whatever branding onto a quality board these days and a quality t-shirt and beanie and whatever else, you know, like we could, we could start mostly skateboarding skateboards tomorrow and it, would, <laughs> turn, it could turn. hang in the shop next to anybody. But I don't know that we, we have a solid brand narrative here. Maybe not one strong enough for a board company. Pants companies, different story. Yeah, we yeah, could, yeah. <laughs> for no sure. cash and hard goods, man. Yeah, it's just so true, yeah. I'll tell you. I mean, the boards could be a loss leader for the, the clothing. <laughs> Deep in the write-off that you already take on this thing, right? Yeah. Um, oh man, now I'm, now I'm thinking about money. Um, My bad. No, all good. Jason, earlier you said that this was like a second-generation small brand, but I I feel like there's a lot longer lineage here. If you trace it back, it's like these guys left Alex Olson's company. Alex Olson left Girl. Rick and Mike left. Was it Plan B to start Girl? And then, like, yep. did uh, Rodney left Powell to start World with Rocco? Yeah. I don't know. Rocco did Rocco leave? I, actually, I think Rocco got fired from Vision. All right. <laughs> so it, but, there's yeah. like a long, long lineage of of this, and yeah, it's su- super interesting to just see how it's all connected like that, and it's it's kind of predictable almost. Yeah, it's the uh, circle of life. Yeah, and I I could imagine that you know Nelly is going to go off and start her own brand in a couple of years just to keep it going. Yeah, let's let's talk about the uh, new additions to the squad or to the crew. There was Nelly, there was Genesis, who is kind of like in that mix, but wasn't really on 917 Fish. So he, he leveled up a little bit, I think, from his previous footage. And uh, the, who was the heel flip guy? I, was didn't it even Santino a- or Karam, who's the heel flip guy, Mike? I think it was Santino who's the heel flip guy. Okay, yeah. Santino Gagliarducci, if I am not butchering that. Yeah, they, they didn't even give us, like, the list at the end. You know, sometimes if they don't do the titles, which our lady one does anyway, they'll, like, throw you a bone, give you, like, the uh, like list of skaters in order at the end. Yeah, no text in this video. No, no text. <laughs> and the only, the only way that I knew who Nelly was is... At the beginning of her part, the camera person says to Atiba, "Have you met Nelly?" Yes, I noticed. I noticed that. That was a big clue. Yeah, and I I like that because it's almost like the camera operator was speaking to us, the viewer, like, "Have you met Nelly?" And no, I hadn't. But I was pleased to meet her. I thought I thought the part was pretty rad. I don't believe that any well, or excuse me, any drop in is worth slamming that hard. But yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about this on Twitter. I, I think I think a drop in is better with a a slam to to start it off, just because I think drop ins are a little boring. So yeah. you got the slam to just be like, "Hey, this is a gnarly drop in, man!" But you get one, you get one slam, and then the make. That's like about right. all we need. Right. I, I guess I'll just say like you don't have to slam on a switch crooks to know it's good. Yeah, that's a great point. Not to. So that, yeah. So Nelly, there's Nelly, heel flip guy. there's Santino, the heel flip guy, and then there's Karim Calendar, who had the curtains, and he's somebody I'd never heard of. Would you, would uh, would you guys think of this guy? Oh, I thought that was Hugo Bosser up. Oh shit, you're right. He did have the ender. 
The second, the second ender or the second to last was Karam. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was penultimate. Yeah, he did like yeah, that guy ripped. He did like a uh, like kickflip crooked grind on those rails by the police station down by the bank. Mm-hmm. That was pretty impressive. Like some good shit in there. Yeah, kickflip backflip, and it's funny when I was watching that, I was like, "Oh, that's sick!" The kickflip backflip, it's like five stair handrail or something, and I was like, "Oh, you know, Heath Kirchard did something like kickflip backflip a thirteen stair rail like twenty something years ago." So it's just said, the, uh, the the days of stair counting are way way behind us. Yeah, yeah, it just you know? doesn't matter anymore, which is yeah. cool. You you get extra points if it's in New York, like a five five stair handrail in New York is like a. Uh, California 18 or something. <laughs> it, I think any, that's any generous. borough adds any borough adds like yeah, it I think you like half it but then triple it. It's yeah, there's a there's there's, a, there's an algorithm. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of just like the the fact that like big stuff doesn't go down as much anymore. Um random nostalgia IG account, but there was a photo of Silas Baxter Neal doing a switch heel flip from 2004 down that uh, Lincoln High 14 stair. And I mean, yeah, he's boosted it. He's got a crazy old like pin, pinwheeled new era on. It's definitely of its time, but it's the like... Pin, the, the old pinwheel. The old pinwheel, man. And it was like, whoa, like you just don't see... Well, you don't see Silas switch heel flipping a 14 stair anymore, but you don't see really anybody doing that, really. Like, D'Lo had some big on. shit in his new part. John Who Bilo. Was that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He but did that nollie one eighty that was like crazy big. Yeah, that was dropping off a skyscraper, and that stood out because it was so big. Right. Like you haven't. You just don't see that anymore. Just as the aside. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I feel like we maybe like hit our ceiling or the floor of you know the biggest things can get, and now we've just bounced back to just whatever's fun, whatever looks good. Although, if y'all saw that. Ryan just says no part. He's still, you know, jumping down shit like it's 2002. Yep, dressing like it too. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, the box comes, you put it on. Yep, true that. So, would you guys? The two stars of this team are obviously Cyrus and Max Palmer. What do you guys think of their parts in this uh, production? It felt kind of standard. Like the the Silas, or sorry, not Silas, Cyrus part. I didn't really realize it was his part until like halfway through, you know, because it's it's the beginning. It's like, oh, I'm watching the intro. Yeah, it's kind of like some good tricks, but they're like intro tricks, you know? And then yeah. I was like, oh, nobody, this is just Cyrus. Nobody else is here for the intro. So I guess it's Cyrus's part. And then I was also kind of feeling like, I wonder if there's more Cyrus later. And there was, you know, smatterings here and there, but that was the part. And it just, like I said, it felt pretty standard cyrus which is sick but not surprising the only thing that stood out to me was like a backsmith front shove yeah it felt like it, it didn't feel like he was filming like he didn't think i am filming a part for the limousine video it was like an assemblage of clips because there was a lot of just like all right we got the back tail variations on one thing we do it on the next thing you get your back lips you know it was like it was an assemblage of clips that it, it didn't necessarily seem like you know it was cold or edited as part of the process does that make sense yeah i think that does make sense and i think maybe that's kind of like a a strike against launching a brand with a full length because you're basically making this video out of old footage you know like there weren't there weren't a lot of limousine boards 
being skated. Yeah, so it might just be whatever was left over after that John's video vid that came out last year. Right. And I think that that Stussy video came out around the same time. Did he? Mm-hmm. So did did he have any other parts this year? I'm trying to think. I can't remember. I mean, I think he probably had. He's probably been having footage and stuff throughout. Maybe yeah. it was a Nike thing. Was there a Nike thing with like Max and Cyrus? Feels like there was a Nike thing. <laughs> yeah, my brain is mush. When I think he might have been hurt, did he have a knee thing? Mm, I don't know. I think so. I think yeah, maybe. Well, listen, in any event, Cyrus, I think we said this before, or I said it, he's one of the most aggro street skaters out. That's like that's like his lane. But yeah, he does have those tricks that he gravitates towards, like your back tails. I mean, if I could back tail like that, that's the only trick I would do. Oh, for sure. Same with the backsmith. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Backtail, super locked in, everything. Backsmith, bump to bar shit. But ooh, that back lip he did on the bump to flat bar. Just yeah, that, angles yeah. on that thing were fucking killer. Yeah, yeah. I saw thing. a sick photo from that. Yeah, where he's not his, his board's not flat. It's like at a forty-five degree angle on the rail. It looks super sick. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I am not by no means bagging on it. It's just that it was repetitive with the fine tricks that that the guy does yeah i i I really enjoyed max palmer's stuff because there was that that video that came out that was kind of the max palmer show where it was just like in it throughout it but um yeah this was this was his video prime stuff yep this was his prime i'm i like watching that i was really curious i want to see him skate in person i feel like he's one of those dudes who would um yeah it would be mind-altering to see him live yeah, yeah, it seems like he kind of sees things differently. Yeah, I was going to say he has one of the most like interesting mental approaches to skating out of you know anyone I can think of. You know what I mean? So yeah, his his footage is always entertaining. It's always, it's always a good time. I I was surprised by how narrow that and how small that fountain is. Oh yeah, in the Longlands, like it's uh it's tiny. It's pretty tiny. I was absolutely thinking it like it's called Max's Fountain or whatever, and it like <laughs> he's skating and a couple dudes are milling around, and then everybody else is just posted up. That must be a spot that Max wants to go skate the damn fountain again. <laughs> like nobody else has anything to do there. Yeah, although it seems like there's a ledge on the outside, like you could just skate the ledge, and that'd be that'd be fun. Maybe. True. Yeah, I can imagine when Max is doing his thing, everybody just kind of sits down and watches. I think the most experimental trick in there might have been, did he do a nolly frontside big spin over the top of like a step curb and grind it and then 180 out? Like, oh, boom. yeah. Yeah, that, that was wild. It was like, yeah, like a nolly big spin to switch backside a 50-50 on a curb. Yeah. Something like that. That was pretty wild. I feel like calling it a 50-50 is generous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like, it, I don't know if it added up to 100. <laughs> great, great way to put it. Also, also worth mentioning that front board two seventy onto the cellar door manual, and then a backside one eighty out. So, any any trick, any street trick that five forties is badass. Even even just a standard like a fakey five forty. Yep, Hensley off the bump. Yep. All right, street five forty kid. That's what I was it. thinking of. <laughs> I back it. He didn't do any five forties in that in his. Uh, most recent part. I was like, dude, dude, you can't play it out. That's your, that's your whole thing. Do people want the 540 though? Got to play the hits. It's, it's a crowd pleaser. The Street 540 is a crowd pleaser. Yeah, doing? exactly. 
I want to um, see a McTwist out of a curb cut, <laughs> like Colin McKay did out of the out of the what is that the Whistler Park in yeah uh, something like that up there. Man, smoke. He did, he he did like a not a it's not a street McTwist, but he did like a new grab five forty out of the out of the snake run. See that out of a curb cut? That'd be sick. That would be sick. But uh, anyway, yeah, Hugo Bossrup. That some of his footage was like fucking shocking. I thought like I yeah, kinda I think he kind of saved the video for me. Yeah, it, it all felt a little standard until he came on, and then he's he had the like jaw dropping stuff. Oh yeah, so I guess looks like most of it was filmed in Cali. Yeah, which is kind of like a shift. But yeah, he had a what's gonna call it? Yeah, that his Ender, which is like the Smith with like the crazy drop, a thing where he like Ollie to down a hubba over some grass or whatever. Yeah, dude, he skates fast as shit. Did he do that? Uh, it was in the beginning of the video, if I remember correctly, but. A lip slide on a hubba, then drop to like a long lip on parking blocks. Yeah, I believe that was him. Yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, and a couple of curved handrails. He just felt like he was skating like to his limit. Oh yeah, yeah. Plus there was very little pool footage or bowl footage, which was great. Right. One one clip. Yeah, yeah that's yeah that that's all you need, pretty much. Like, hey, I, I can. I didn't think I can, it was necessary, but I, I understand. <laughs> like, like well, here you go. I can skate transition. Let's yeah, let's get on with the um yeah the good shit. Like vaguely reminded me of that frog clip that came out a little while ago. I guess if I have one other one other point, like the you know this might be second gen smallboard brand, but it's it still feels like a first gen or at least a, a what a strain of the first generation of smallboard brand. Like that that frog clip that came out maybe a month ago. I felt some similarities, kind of the the approach, the edit, even you know, it maybe it's just skaters of a certain age and of a certain taste who are similar, and that's gonna happen. But um, you know, this this seemed like it was at the forefront of things now, like at one point, but now it's a little bit more standard. Right. Are you talking about the frog video with Nick Michael and somebody else? The guy with like the bleached buzz cut. Maybe. I f- I felt like that video was really good. Like the filming was super good. The spot selection was like super on point. Yeah. Like that that video got me excited. Whereas this one, I was kind of like, huh, okay. Yeah, maybe it, maybe it was just the the Hugo similarities, but um, I don't know. It like it's 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 a more familiar format now anymore. Yeah. So million dollar question is, how much juice do you think this brand is going to have on a street level? with the kids and with the shops. Like, do you think shops are going to carve out some space on the board wall for these guys? I saw today that Familia in Minneapolis has the boards in. Oh, shit. I mean, I, I'm not out enough, actually, like, skating with other people besides, you know, the, the normal people I skate with. It's really no. I mean, the Twin Cities are hit or, hit or miss for, like, all right, this seems like it would be cool with, you know, hello, kids. With with the with the younger generation, like it seems like it's on their wavelength, but um, I have no idea. Yeah, it, it seems like if you're willing to carry frog in your shop, you'd probably get limousine boards in your shop, and maybe you know, I'm sure nine one seven's not calling for your next order, so you can give whatever nine one seven space over to limousine. Yeah, I think this is like the style that is popular with like the kids, like your eighteen to twenty three year olds or whatever. So. I think they have some juice moving forward. I mean, you get a little bump for being a new brand. You know what I mean? Off the off rip. 
Right. Strong team, like established dudes that everybody likes that are like in their window. So it makes sense. Yeah. Coming out, coming out of the gate with a full length video is a bold move though. I can't remember any, any other brand that did that kind of thing. Usually people do like a promo or something. So that's yeah. pretty tight. Yeah. I was thinking about Uma, Uma Landsleds. I feel like they had a really good rollout. And they, I, I can't remember what they started with, but you know, it, it was about a year before they came out with a full length video. Yeah. And I, I felt like that launch was really good and you really got the brand narrative. Yeah. Plus they came out with hard copies, which is tight. All sold out, by the way, I think. That's smart to make like a, a very limited uh, number of things so that you could just have a sellout and people can just go and see that it sold out and people are like, damn. People must really like this. They sold all their DVDs, and maybe it was like 20. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But that, that's how you build hype. Trying to remember, I got to shout out the tall guy. Is it Adam Laura? Is that the name? Aaron. Aaron, making stuff up. That's why it didn't come up when I control F it. That dude had some good stuff. He did a weird, like, carving Nolly Varial flip on a, like, a transition barrier. That was, that was pretty buck. Oh, yeah, that shit, yeah. That, that was on all over the Twitter today. Yeah, he's such an interesting skater. He seems like like a homebody who's just like, I just skate my like the spots in my town and you know do my weird shit and like I'm not gonna go on tour or like travel or anything like that. I just do my thing over here and it's it's pretty incredible. Send the boxes, I'll send you the footage. Right, exactly. Oh yeah, and that Max Palmer pole jam slam was really brutal and also hilarious where he yeah that was rough fully loops out what's that oh i was saying that's rough i mean he got broke and he just screamed in agony and it was a fantastic slam what happened he was was he going switch or regular it was regular but it was a big one and he yeah. did like the the heel loop out oh yeah kind of and just like he might have landed on his board too yeah brutal <laughs> not fun yeah, I feel like I've taken slams like that and it's knocked the wind out of me. Yeah, I, I had a streak going. I, I, I was in the terrible place of like not skating enough. And then every time I skate, I'd get really demoralized. And it was like this terrible summer where I'd knock the wind out of myself like three times. Shit. Put your hands over your head. At least you were trying. You must have been trying if you, if you knocked the wind out of yourself. Oh, it was the lamest slams, man. It, oh, it, was, shit. it, it was no good. 2014 was for the birds. I think uh, whenever, like any slam for me is the wind goes out, it gets knocked out. Ugh. Damn, takes a while. To, takes a while to get up. <laughs> just take take an extra few seconds. <laughs> well, Nelly took a lot of slams in this one, and she seemed to love it. She always had a smile yeah, on her face. She was loving it, loving every minute of it. Great hair, man, for like riding up to tricks, just like flowing and stuff. Yeah, the two tone really sets it off. Yeah. I think she's probably the most exciting person in the video for me. Like completely out of nowhere as far as I'm concerned. And just, I see a lot of potential there. Like she did some cool shit, but also like I can see that there's a lot, she's capable of a lot more, you know, like with growth and everything. Did you guys get that impression? I, I'm, I'm doing the great podcast thing, which is like nodding in agreement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what should we call it? I think yeah, a good eye for tricks, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, support. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Yeah, and for me, it's like none of the tricks necessarily stood out, but just, like, she just seemed to have good power in her skating, and I just saw, like, 
potential, you know, like two video parts yeah, yeah. from now, it's going to be really sick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The only thing I wonder is if, you know, the two, the two seeming leading men, like, you know, you hope, you hope this is a successful venture. And then you're also like, you know, would it be more chill if they just rode for someone's established brand and just were able to produce and not have to worry about anything? You know, yeah, I, wonder. I, I don't think that even matters because if you have like, it, it's like uh, anything in the past few years, like if you, if you're backed by a big shoe brand, your board yeah. companies pretty much, you know, can be whatever. It really doesn't matter anymore in terms of like, you know, they need a better board sponsor before we put them full on on the swoosh because yeah, yeah. it's gone beyond that. But however, I think uh, Dennis Boozen has said this in some interview or something. Like your board sponsor is where you get your identity yep. from, right? Yeah, like yeah. your your whole personal brand. So uh, that'll be an interesting dichotomy there. Well, you know, with that in mind, I think this makes sense. Uh, it is familiar to the nine one seven beginnings, but you know, literally, <laughs> literally, the brand launched like yesterday when we when we got to see the video and the and the and the product. So um, plenty of room to grow. Yeah, we'll see where it goes in twenty twenty two. Well, as 2021 draws to a close, it's time for us to take a look back and remember our favorite stuff from the past year. My brain is fried. Jason, refresh my memory with some good stuff from 2021. Oh man, good stuff from 2021. Well, I did some rudimentary research on the internet getting ready for this uh, episode. A couple of things coming out of the Olympics, like the contest itself was, was mid. I think everyone can agree that on that, but couple things coming out of there number one alexis on hbo real sports was huge you know what i mean that was a moment number two just uh Risa leal beginning her like onslaught of you know complete dominance which she continued in the street league and all that kind of shit so those were a couple tight things that came out of the olympics also another moment was the uh crate challenge the one in new york on instagram live on strobecks or whoever's we talked about this before, but that was a really like a surreal moment where it seemed like the whole skateboarding culture community was like all together watching the same thing, you know, in kind of a weird way, but yeah, it felt I mean? bigger than the Olympics or like more. Yeah. Important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the most yeah. important moment for Instagram live that we have had yet. Yeah. Oh, I mean, for like, sure. For sure. In skateboarding, that was the, the most important Instagram live ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was like fucking transcendent. Like, it was like Kayla's commenting this and that. You know, it was. It's like sports. Sports is like the only form of entertainment where no one has any idea what's going to happen. The participants, audience, no one. So it was kind of like that. It's like a crazy sports moment, like a fucking overtime game seven. You know, it was that type. It was that type of energy. You know. Yeah, that was very tight. <laughs> what's What's amazing about it is, you know comes out of nowhere and then like two weeks later it's done yep fully done nobody's 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 all the crates are gone nobody's done it since yeah i saw a stack of crates behind a grocery store the other day and i was like huh that was a thing <laughs> what yeah, about you was... uh, mike what stood out to you you know it, it like you said like the brain's fried it's always a long year and there's just too much content coming out but um I really do, and, and, and for the record, I've voted this way on Quarter Snacks, asking for the best five parts of the year. I really do think that Joey O'Brien section is kind of like, was both the most surprising thing, because I wasn't really that familiar with the dude skating prior to that part, 
and then yeah just something that had the lasting effect on me because i'm still impressed by how much different stuff he can do on a skateboard like the handrail tricks were just rugged and you know it's going to be a cool chris mulhern edit i was psyched to you know listen, be able to listen to you guys interview him on, on the podcast and you know pretty tight that he turned pro got the nod and evidently there's another video out there incoming so that's that's good i think that was pretty much the pinnacle of it but yeah man, that video was stuff. like the pinnacle i think like not not much better came out this year as far as video parts yeah that video? part that part oh, was sort of super memorable i still think about it from time to time like whenever i hear that olivia rodrigo song even though it wasn't really the song in a hip part, just like my quarters maxing but yeah that, that part was one of the most memorable parts this year not another one that came out way back in like april or may was a deshaun jordan part mm. in uh what was that video called the don't you video like vaccine or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that video if you haven't seen it in a while like go back and watch that part it's like mind exploding the shit he does and like the power with which he does it so yeah. that was another big thing for me this year him like becoming upper echelon you know i mean right now i would say he's like the world's most electrifying contest skater damn bold claim that's yeah something for sure yeah his world like niger is niger but you know he's gonna do what he does you know every trick kind of looks the same with like his bi language and shit. but yeah deshaun like so much power crazy bag of tricks mm-hmm. someone who's really gonna like fuck with or challenge Nida moving forward in in street league you know so him like becoming upper echelon was like a big thing this year for me i think sick i feel like he like snuck in you know it wasn't as far as i'm concerned like super in your face but i can i can see it yeah yeah but sure. like who did he ride for before a toy machine like sovereign or something or was it i think so was it business and company? I think it was business, oh, yeah, business that's right. and company. <laughs> like, Good God, that is the most <laughs> cursed board brand. <laughs> God, yeah. Like, shout out to him. Man. He, he uh, came up big time. He did a nolly where, yeah, wait, that trick works. Yes, I'm, I'm thinking of the right right phrasing. Nolly inward heel front nose down. So one of those like pointlessly long skate park hobos, like long and gradual. But yeah, he's, he's rad and you're right about the power. Like. He's, he's an athlete on a skateboard, which is not always a, a you know, recipe for success, but he, he works it. He's great. Um, if we're digging back into uh, the early parts of the year, I got to shout out a Minnesotan, Tanner Van Bark. I had to look it up. He had that real part in February where he, um, I don't even know what the most appropriate way to call it is, slappy front blunts the clipper ledge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. He he did a bu- he did many mystical tricks in that part and um, yeah ten months on it's easy enough to to forget it because good grief time 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 continues to be somewhat meaningless but uh, if you haven't watched Tanner's part for a minute I'd I'd recommend doing so he he was he was another uh, quarter snacks vote for me though that's he's not exactly the uh, uh, the quarter snacks type I guess we'll see if he ranks this year. Did he go pro? Did they turn him pro? They did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. He, he's the third Minnesotan to go pro for real in the last decade. Damn. So take that, other Midwest yeah, states. Uh, <laughs> it's a, a hotbed of uh, talent up there. Yeah, it really yeah, seems to be. There's a, there's a third layer of video coming out tomorrow, and so it's, uh, it's going to be a hot one. 
Ooh, nice. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I really appreciated this year was the Quarter Snacks Top 10. Speaking of Quarter Snacks, I think this year I've probably consumed less skate media than I have, you know, since I started working in an office. And um, the Quarter Snacks Top 10 really, like, helped me make sure that I saw the stuff that mattered. So shout out to Snack Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That that's like your th- Thursday night routine. You know what I mean. You got to stay up till midnight East Coast time to see the top ten. You know what I mean. Yeah. Who up? If not, yeah. Who up? Yeah. Exactly. Who up? Who who? If not, if you're not doing that, like you know what I mean. What are you doing? That's my thing. Like record the podcast, chill out, play some Call of Duty, then uh, top ten drops in like an hour after we're done free take. Also along also the escape. <laughs> Along you know the lines of skate media, alternate skate media outlets, free skate mag, wherever it's based, England, France, Germany, whatever. That's been like the go-to for Euro, Eurotech, Euro, NAR, whatever. Just Euro Brazilian type shit for me, like religiously. Yeah, they're always my first visit. I, I look at free skate and then then I'll look at Thrasher because I know most of their stuff comes out around lunchtime, but free skate. Yeah many hours ahead of me so they get the first look in the morning and big shout out to free skate and i'd love to have somebody from free skate on the podcast so if you guys are listening hit me up yeah that would be super interesting because the people you know i mean the the guys behind the scenes are kind of like a mystery yeah and we're all about the guys behind the scenes yeah 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 the 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 power brokers mike what else is on your list here well, this is brand new, but Wade Disarmo in that primitive clip that came out last week, mm-hmm. he got, he, you know, it's an eight minute clip, but he still got last part. And um, I can't even nail down how old he is. There's something wonderful about that. I was like Googling it and um, he might be 30, but I literally couldn't come up with any number from the internet that seemed reliable because 30, he, he should be older than that. No, wait. He's he's oh, gotta be. I would say like thirty five, mid thirties ish. You would, yeah, you would think. I, I I found. I don't even remember what website it was, but it, it claimed he was thirty, and I'm like, that doesn't seem right. Because the uh, I think like the top dollar video came out in like two thousand and five. That was like one of the first like two videos uploaded to YouTube. I think. Hmm. So if, if it came out in 2005, let's just say he's like 18, 17 or 18. So that'd be like 2015. Yeah, I, I would say he's more like mid-30s. I mean, he's another dude who's definitely put away jumping down stuff. Like, I forget where I saw some old footage of him. But yeah, he's hopping on rails. He's getting pretty gnarly. But that, that stuff he had in the primitive video is fantastic. Oh, yeah. He's like a total... like your favorite skater's favorite skater. Like he's also kind of like a throwback because a lot of dudes, if they film something tight, they'll just like throw it up on Instagram. Yep. He'll like, I think I saw some or read some interview with him. He'll like consciously stack shit for a video part. He yeah, does. He, he did. Do. Oh, go ahead. No, I mean, he does post on Instagram, but it's just like park footage from skate loft or whatever. That plays Toronto. But yeah, that's really like uh mentality. You kind of see anywhere. Like he's like, yeah, you know, I like saving my shit. For a according to Hoyle video part. Yeah, they kind of don't make him make him like like Wade Disarmo anymore. Yeah, no, it still looks like he, he's asleep doing like the craziest you know tech shit. Like his whole upper body doesn't move. Yeah, he's kind of like ageless and timeless. You know, like 
He's wearing S and swishy pants. Eh. <laughs> there were some S. God bless them, man. Weren't there were some uh some S in there that looked kind of tight. They were like white, like a uh, red sole or something. Looked kind of like a costume. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mean he, they, he he makes that shit look good. They look kind of wearable. He does have a couple like colorways coming out. It's like in a, one's like an Excel, like a white with a red sole. The other one's like one of those other models that look kind of weird. It's like black with a red sole. Ottawa Senators colors, of course. <laughs> I, I got I to gotta just mention the... I, I got in my head thinking about trick naming. I'll just keep it simple. Big spin flip front nose, even though it could be called just a varial flip front nose. He did that very properly. Yeah, I mean, it's all proper. All right, we've, I've, I've been filibustering on Wade Disarmo. <laughs> what else, you guys? Uh, there were a lot of good skate books that came out this year. You know, we had Kyle Beachy's in Borden's book came out this year, I think. Skateboarding in the City. What, what other books? That guy, Jose, Jose Vati. That guy's yep. uh, book essays came out. Got to read that. Yeah, I got to crack that. I, I got a copy. Yeah, lots of, lots of good skate books. And the one that kind of stood out to me is Walker Ryan's Top of Mason, which I've, I've been reading for many, many months, and I'm pretty close to finishing. I'll probably finish over the holiday. But it's, it's a real page-turner, if, uh, if you can believe that. Yeah, well, check it out. Yeah, you could probably finish it in a few days. How many pages is it? Uh, like 300-something, I think. Oh, uh, that's like Dune. Could be. I don't, <laughs> clearly, I'm not a big reader, so I don't know. But I've, I've been enjoying it, but just not making time for it. Yeah, it's hard to sit down and uh, read a book. We talked about that with Kyle. Yeah, Kyle gave us some good tips. I'm going to put those to put those to practice to finish uh, Walker Ryan's book. Yeah, another development this year, just in terms of spots and whatnot, Albany and like that uh, state government plaza, whatever you call it, Empire State Plaza, became a destination when like no nobody had really like been up there, hadn't seen it before. Like every every East East Coast video had shit up there, so that's pretty tight. I think shout out uh, Seasons and those guys pulling it down up there. For sure. I wonder if that's like a COVID side effect, like maybe security is not, not quite as tight or something. Yeah, I don't know. Not, uh, not here, not at SunTrust. Yeah, SunTrust will always uh, be a bust. Yeah, SunTrust report. Um, Which one's SunTrust? Yeah, that's the that's a- granite benches and the place where Gilbert did that huge ollie over the bench mm-hmm. and over the three stairs. Yep, yep. I know what you're talking about. Yep. There was a, there was a really good... Um, Favorite spots for SunTrust. That was the first one. We'll link to it in the show notes. From friend of the show, Farron Golding, who I think is like in his window this year. He's been making oh, yeah. all kinds of cool shit. Yeah, been on a rampage. Shout out as a head of Slam Skateboarding blog uh, content. Yeah, just put out a super good interview with Mike Burnett from Thrasher. Been doing the um, favorite spots thing. And... Um, what else? I feel like he's done other stuff. He put out a video part. He's just he does it all. He's Baron in the can't streets, be man. He's in the streets. He is. And 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 on the computer. Yes. I I, I appreciated uh, in that said Mike Burnett interview him talking about paper quality. Got the dig in on uh, late game in the skateboard mag for not having words in, mm-hmm. in the magazine anymore. I'm like, thank God someone else. Or, you know. Someone of, of some standing is calling that out. It's been bugging me for, you know, half a decade plus. Yeah, I mean, 
post barracks skateboard mag was a sad, sad thing. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta read that uh Bernan review. He doesn't really he, he doesn't really pull punches in a refreshing way. Yeah, great read for us media nerds. Yeah, damn. Oh, another thing this year. I don't think you know what I don't think we've talked about pants enough recently. So the just the pants, you know, realm. It's uh it's never been better. You got your Pangea jeans, John Chan's company, you got the butter, the Philly Sanasuso Pro models, you got your polar, you got your big boys, got your ninety-four, then you also got your new ninety-two, which I think are more tapered than the uh than the big boys. So I gotta I gotta check those out or something. You also got like the Tiago Pro models from Primitive. So yeah, the pants landscape has uh yeah, never been better, as far as I can tell. So yeah, it was Duff psyched on the pants developments this year. Yeah, they really expanded in twenty twenty one. Yeah. You got those the theories of Atlantis pants, you know, those jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weekend made some good pants. A lot yeah, of good yeah. pants out there. Got some Uniqlo stretch corduroy relaxed fit elastic waistbands and Quarter, yeah corduroy came back like those big corduroy pants made yeah, a comeback I'm, i think i'm hunting those down man when i was on maddox rep flow man i got, I got <laughs> rep flow like like the corduroy flowed like wine and um yeah feeling good to be back in some cords was that like in the brown cords era oh absolutely oh, yeah, uh, yeah 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 brown cords and, and uh, half caps brown, still got brown a pair of and high sokas but um yeah, I mean, they were like, you get into the stretch cord. I don't even know what classification of pant that truly is, but yeah, 2005. You got to have like some brown cords and like a Kelly Green t-shirt. Yep, yep. And, like some, like, some, uh, some old schools or something. Jeez, that- I, I could find a photograph of me in everything but the old schools, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've got the, the Kelly Green shirt, brown corduroys, uh, photo somewhere i mean I, I could like put that outfit on right now if i wanted to still have those items that, that's a that's a classic look you, sh- you should i definitely think you should yeah maybe, maybe like i will static too. <laughs> i'm sure everybody would be stoked to see me in some uh in a throwback outfit <laughs> which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on mike what are you stoked on this week I am stoked this week on my five-year-old daughter taking a real interest in skateboarding in our basement ever since it like got too cold out to do it outside. I've got like a partially finished basement with some fake wood laminate on the floor and um, must have been maybe two, two and a half weeks ago, my kid realized that she could actually stand on a skateboard and I could give her a little push. That's about as much progress as we've made. I wish we could get outside and actually do it in a parking lot where she might be able to, you know, really experiment. But um, for the time being, she's interested in skateboarding and I'm quite stoked because she's having a lot of fun. She even uh, bailed into the corner of a coffee table because, you know, it's a basement like that. Got, got it in the soft spot of the knee, but she kept, kept going. So we're doing okay. Nice. Uh, Does she have her own board? No, she's... Um, I think I mentioned them on there. Uh, the, these wheels that I got, uh, some Satori cruisers. She's really liking, you know, the sixty-two millimeter clear green softies on like a on a real board. But um, she doesn't have her own board yet. I don't know if she's realized she could request her own board. For now, we're doing fine on on the cruiser. But um, let me let me tell you, that's crossed my mind. <laughs> I'm sure. 
yeah, we might we might make the trip to Familia and see uh, see what's out there. But I am stoked on that. Jason, what are you stoked on? Listen, if when if and when uh, you make a trip to a shop to uh, get your outer set up, you have to buy venture trucks. That, that that's uh, that's not not even a question okay. at that point. So yeah, I'm stuck on stuck on venture trucks out of San Francisco, California. Still making my way through all the end of the year video content, but this week I'm stoked on the Elas uh, Paris ad that just came out. 100% in my wheelhouse, directly in the middle of my wheelhouse. So stoked on those dudes. Also on the topic of ledge assassins, stoked on this grand collection edit from uh, Ben Tenner out of Boston. These cases really cool, like Capone Noriega like mixtape track or demo or something that I've never heard before. So I was super stoked on that. Also, uh, another gentleman from Boston by the name of Ben, Ben Affleck had an interview on Howard Stern <laughs> this week, which I was super stoked on. Usually his celebrity interviews are, you know, pretty boring, but this one was tight. Like he just comes off like a real ass dude, you know, like he dropped a bunch of takes on like the showbiz drinking, getting sober, all that shit. So that's pretty tight it, if you can check it out if you have the Sirius XM. It's also like split up into a bunch of parts on YouTube, I, th I think, on the Howard Stern YouTube channel. So check that out. Uh, Templeton, where are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on a Netflix series called Money Heist. It's a Spanish TV series about people stealing money, and it's, it's pretty good. I, I think I'm pretty late to it, but it's been uh, keeping me entertained most nights. And that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out MostlySkateboarding.net for links to things that we talked about and other show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Mike, where can the people find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram with the same handle across platforms, at mmunzenrider. Jason, where are you on the On the Twitter, at Carbonite1994. On Instagram, at FrozenCarbonite. On Call of Duty, Activision ID Carbonite 10101, number 516032. And writing stuff for quartersnacks.com. New stuff on deck for first quarter 2022. So it's coming soon. Dumpling, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. We'll see you guys next week. There.